Do you ever think about what your purpose in life is? Or why did God create us? What is God's plan for us? Well, with the help of the Bible, we'll find out what God's plan is for us all. You're listening to the podcast version of God's Message magazine. And today's topic is God's plan in creating man. It is a widely acknowledged religious belief that God created all men. But some people, the atheists and the agnostics, so-called, deny and doubt, respectively, that God created them. Despite this negative attitude towards the Creator, the truth remains, God created mankind. Unfortunately, a lot of people are not aware of God's plan in creating man and not even interested to know about it. So, what is God's purpose in creating man? Ephesians 1.4 states, I quote, Even as in his love he chose us, actually picked us out for himself as his own in Christ before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy, consecrated and set apart for him, and blameless in his sight, even above reproach before him in love. Unquote. According to Apostle Paul, God has chosen man, even before the foundation of the world, to be holy and without blame before him in love. Why does God expect love from mankind? Because he had already created one who was perfect, the anointed cherub, who lifted up his heart or exalted himself by wanting to be God and covet God's place and power instead of being dependent on him. That's in Ezekiel 28, verses 14 through 17. Isaiah also records it, chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. What then did God do so that man would depend on him for his love to be manifested? Matthew 26, 41 states, I quote, Stay awake and pray that you won't be tested. You want to do what is right, but you are weak, unquote. God made man weak. What then became of man as a result of his being weak? For God has made all men prisoners of disobedience, so as to have mercy upon them all. Romans 11.32 All people have disobeyed God, and that's why he treats them as prisoners. But he does this so that he can have mercy on all of them. That's Romans 11.32, the CEV rendition of the Holy Scriptures. The proof that all men, except for our Lord Jesus Christ, became prisoner of disobedience, is that all men sinned. 1 Peter 2, 21 and 22. What punishment would be, will be meted out to whoever commits sin because of his weak nature? Romans six twenty three states thus, For the wages of sin is death. So death awaits those who commit sin. Is it only the cessation of our breath 
which will complete God's punishment. Revelation 20.14 gives us the answer. I quote, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The second death in the lake of fire is the fullness of God's punishment. Therefore, man by himself is hopeless and helpless. What did God do? Because man was created weak and is prone to commit sin and consequently suffer eternal damnation in the lake of fire. Romans 5 verses 8 and 9 states, But God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, died for us. Therefore, since we are now justified, acquitted, made righteous, and brought into right relationship with God by Christ's blood, how much more certain is it that we shall be saved by him from the indignation and wrath of God? God gave Christ and made him the manifestation of his love to us. He willed that Christ die for us so we can be justified through his blood. How can man be justified by the blood of Christ? In Romans 6, 5, this is written, For since we have become one with him in dying as he did, in the same way we shall be one with him by being raised to life as he was. If we shared in Jesus' death by being baptized, we will be raised to life with him. Man ought to become one with Christ in his death to be justified. What procedure is prescribed by God for man who wishes salvation to become part of Christ? Ephesians 2.10 declares, I quote, For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live." Unquote. According to God's own way, man must be created in Christ. That is what he had ordained. This is his plan in creating man. How can man be created in Christ? I quote, "...by abolishing in his flesh the law." With its commandments and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new man out of the two, thus making peace. That's Ephesians 2.15. So the one new man is composed of Christ being the head and the body, the church. Colossians 1.18 states, and he is the head of the body, the church. So the church is the church of Christ, Romans 16.16. 16. Membership therein means then being part of Christ's body. 
that's how man can be created in Christ. Therefore, it is God's purpose for man to be in the church of Christ. This is in fact the manifestation of his love to mankind. This is the scheme by which man can be saved from the punishment due all sinners. Thus, we should not blame God for his having created men weak and fallible. We cannot even accuse him of being unjust because he already provided us Christ and his church as the scheme of salvation and the remedy for frailty. So, if one refuses the church of Christ, then to become holy will be impossible for him. Rejection of the church is totally against God's plan of creating man. What is Christ's invitation to everyone who wishes salvation? I quote, I am the door. If any man enters in by me, he will be saved and will come in and go out and will find pasture. John 10.9 Man should heed Christ's call. Enter in by him. What happens when one enters in through Christ? Again I quote, now you collectively are Christ's body and individually you are members of it, each part severally and distinct, each with his own place and function. 1 Corinthians 12.27 One enters Christ by becoming a member of his body. The body referred to is the church, the church of Christ. Colossians 1.18, Acts 20.28. 20, Therefore, the church of Christ is indispensable for the attainment of salvation. Why should all men strive to become members of the church of Christ? What evil consequence will befall those who refuse to join the church of Christ? I quote the words of Jesus. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. John 15, 5. Christ said that unless man abides in him and Christ abides in man, man can do nothing. What is it that man cannot do outside the church of Christ? Quote, Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. John 15, 4 If one is not in Christ or does not abide in Christ or in his church, he cannot bear fruit. What fruit can anyone not bear if he's does not abide in Christ, or is not in Christ's body or church of Christ? Quote, Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Philippians 1.11 So the fruit that one cannot bear, if he is not in the church of Christ, is the fruit of righteousness or holiness. Thus one cannot be holy, 
and eventually cannot be saved from the horrible end on the day of judgment unless he is in the church of Christ. This is the evil of not being in the church of Christ. It is therefore imperative that for man to become holy and attain salvation, he must be a member of the church of Christ. Because it is in this church where man can be sanctified, which is God's plan in creating man. So let us bind ourselves and begin to walk in the right path God offers us to make his plan a reality and become members of the Church of Christ. Only then can we be sure that our fate will not be eternal damnation in the lake of fire, but life everlasting in the kingdom of God. To find more articles like these, Get your copy of God's Message magazine from a member of the Church of Christ. You can also find the podcast version on incmedia.org. Thank you for listening. I'm Brother Bob Pauline. God bless.